This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Joining us right now via the BetQL guest hotline is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. He is the host of the Odyssey original podcast, Inside the Huddle, with our man Jason Locke and Fora uh, and Carl Dukes, covering the entirety of the National Football League. You can find that uh, on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Well, uh, I'm doing good. I mean, I hope you had a happy Memorial Day weekend. It was good for me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm heading to some mini camps this week, some OTAs. So I've got football in my brain right now. Football's always on your brain, Baldy. I know that for sure. I got to be boots on the ground last week at Commander's OTAs, Baldy. And the big story okay. right now coming out of D.C. is two things, really. Uh, Sam Howell versus Jacoby Brissett, that uh, quarterback battle that we expect to leak all the way into training camp is in full swing. And then the offensive line, Brian Baldinger, is something I want to talk to you about. The Washington Commanders last year struggled up front. It was a major reason as to why this group failed to qualify for the postseason. They brought in Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates from the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Football Giants as their two big free agent acquisitions up front. I know you're very familiar with both of those two guys. Can you start with Nick Gates and what you saw on film from him last year? And are you a fan of his game? Well, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's the ultimate free agent. I mean, he's missed a year. He's had some bad injuries. But he's, you know, he's got position flexibility. He has started at center. He can play guard. He's a tough guy. He's a team guy. I mean, there's a place for Nick. I mean, he's got to go stay healthy. Yeah. But he can keep for a job inside. So I didn't have any problem with that signing. Um, there's, you know, it was just, I mean, look, you go back to the days of the Hogs, you know, yeah. and they had unbelievable depth. Right. And it just seems like teams don't have any depth anymore. And maybe Nick is just a depth guy, but maybe he also competes for a starting job. You know, so, I mean, yeah. whether it's Chase or Ricky Stromberg or Nick Gates, I'm sure, like, I always think your offensive line is only as strong as your center. Right. If your center is weak, then you're just going to have breakdowns in the middle of your offensive line, both in protection and the run game. Yeah. So get the strongest center you possibly can get inside right now. Yeah, so they are going to end up going right now. Early, it's early on, Baldy. So, but it looks like Nick Gates is going to be the guy at center. He's been the guy uh, lining up there during OTAs. They moved on from Chase Rouillet. He was injury riddled, just like Nick Gates was. But you mentioned Ricky Stromberg, the kid out of Arkansas. I know you did a lot of work during the draft process. What did you think of him? And do you think he's got the ability to play center and guard? I've seen him play guard. I'm not saying he can't play guard. Right, but I think. Started four years at center at Arkansas. I liked him a lot. I thought it was a good center class. I thought Joe Tipman. Mm-hmm. I thought, uh, you know, I mean, I thought I, I, the Jets, Giants, and the Commanders all drafted good players. I liked Stromberg. He was either my second or third best center in this draft. And I just liked the way they played. It looks like he's got control, command. 
I thought he moved well. I thought he had enough size. I liked him. I, I feel like Ricky Stromberg could be a starting center in this league. And I think that's what Washington drafted him to be. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting, Baldy. Once camp comes around, that's a spot that I expect, you know, Washington to have a lot of moving parts at, talking about the interior of that offensive line. They bring in Nick Gates to be the starting center. They got a little bit of a battle going on right now at the left guard spot between Sadiq Charles, who they drafted four years ago out of LSU, and then Chris Paul, the seventh-round pick from last year. Baldy, it's interesting to me. When, when a team like Washington is banking on somebody like Sadiq Charles, who has struggled to play left tackle, his primary position for the first four years of his career, how easy do you think it is for guys, specifically Sadiq, to make that transition from tackle to guard? Well, I mean, you can make the transition. It's, it, it's easier for some than others. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem going from tackle to guard, guard to center, but, you know, that was sort of my role, so I learned it. But, you know, I mean, Sadiq hasn't, let's face it, he hasn't done much in this league. Right. So, you know, you want to be a, you know, you want to be a veteran of this league? You want to get a second contract? Then, you know, go, go nail down a position. Right. I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, last year, Nate Herbig mm-hmm. was a backup in Philadelphia, played some center, played a little guard. Not that much, but he played. Um, got an opportunity to go to the Jets last year, and he played well. Played really well, right guard to the Jets probably their best and most consistent lineman for much mm-hmm. of the year. Well, he got himself a contract with the Steelers this year, Yeah, you know? And so it, it takes one year. I mean, he, he's got, look, this is put up or shut up, honestly, for Sadiq. I yeah. mean, third round pick, give him a long, you give him a look. He's been there by, you know, I can't tell you how many starts he's had since he's been there. It doesn't seem like he's had much of an impact to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not sitting here looking at his stats or anything in front of me, yeah. but you know, this is, I just think I think Washington's at the, the – you're going to have a young quarterback in there more than likely. Mm-hmm. Get the best five guys you can get up there and get the most depth you can find, you know, where seven or eight guys have playing experience and go to battle. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, man. And as we've been, you know, calculating Washington's moves throughout the offseason, I'll be straight up about it and honest. I was underwhelmed by the additions that they made up front, considering how much they struggled last year. The one caveat, though, Baldy, in all of this is the new offensive coordinator and assistant head coach of this football team, Eric Bieniemy. You got to watch him for a long time at Kansas City, Baldy. Can you speak to how his play calling uh, may mask some of the deficiencies of this offensive line? Because I thought he did a great job doing that in Kansas City, who doesn't have who didn't yeah. have the strongest line. Well, I mean, they did start basically the same five guys two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, literally. I mean, I know for a fact that, um, you know, Trey Smith uh, at right guards played every snap for the last two years. You know, rookie uh, Creed Humphreys played every snap two years in a row. Um, you know, you go through that line, Zeus has played two straight years every right. snap. They have had almost no turnover. Since that Super Bowl loss to Tampa, they rebuilt their offensive line with Creed and with Trey, you know, and then they added a free agent and they, and they traded for Zeus and they put Wiley in there and he was suitable. And they went to war, and they got a quarterback who's very, very good, 
at just extending plays when things do break down. So, you know, Eric Bionami has come from a place where they've had incredible stability yeah. at the offense line. And they struck gold, I mean, pure, pure gold, with Creed Humphrey and Trey yeah. Smith. They're <laughs> players. Like, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're real men up front. I mean, just all you have to do is just go ask their quarterback yeah. what they think of Smith. And they're like, I'll put that guy in the octagon against anybody. <laughs> you know, that's what you want your quarterback to say. You know, but he goes out of his way to say that to me. So, you know, the enemy's got creativity. You see what they've done in the red zone. You see what they've done when they get matchup problems. When you have a Travis Kelsey, which Washington does not have. Yeah. But you could come up with all these formations. You could do all this window dressing. And Eric knows how to do all of that. But you need a strong group up front. Yeah. And you need a stable group up front. And I think only then can Eric dig into their bag of tricks and pull some of these things out, which, you know, can help win games in the fourth quarter overtime, you know, that be the difference in games, but it's got to start up front. Yeah, I think the offensive line, like you said, Baldy, is going to be the key to unlocking this Washington offense. They averaged just 18.9 points a game last year. It was really the singular reason as to why they missed the postseason. On the other side of the football yeah. for Washington, Baldy, that defense kept them in a lot of games, and I know you did a lot of breakdowns on that group. What was the difference you saw in them between 2021 and 2022? Because I remember talking to you uh, two seasons ago, and you just you talked about it, man. It just didn't seem like a group that was playing all together and for each other. What did you see last year that was the big difference maker? Well, I thought, I thought Montez, Duran, Jonathan, I thought they played really hard last year. I thought they played the way you have to play up front. I mean, Duran got the big contract, and deservedly so. He had a great year. Right. But I thought they played harder. I thought they got to the football better. Um, I thought they were more cohesive. Uh, they didn't make maybe some of the, chase, the splash plays they made the year they went to the, uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe not those type of plays. But I thought they were just more consistent throughout the year, better at, you know, just stuffing the run playing tougher, um, you know, so I, I think that was a big part of it last year. Baldy, you're somebody that is well-versed in the National Football League, so you understand the way the game is kind of changing on the offensive side of the football and the defensive side of the football. Washington went and drafted two DBs with their first two picks, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State and Quan Martin out of Illinois. When that happened, Baldy, everybody's immediately cutting Kendall Fuller. I came with the proposition of, man, look, Washington has so many different guys in the secondary that are interchangeable. The way offenses are changing and morphing in 2023, could you see a situation to where a team is coming out playing nickel 70% of the time and maybe playing with five and six DBs on the field at once? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's here to stay. I mean, you look at the Eagles last year, and they were the benchmark in the NFC. Yeah. But, you know, that's a team that basically played a dime defense. They played three safeties. All right, they got their nickel. I mean, they played one linebacker most, much of the year. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Edwards was basically the lone linebacker. They played a five-man defensive line, um, and that's how they play. But you look around the league, I mean, dime defenses with that safety down low, it's kind of the way it's going. Um, and so you better have – you better be loaded. And you saw last year Kansas City win a Super Bowl. They played four rookies in the secondary. Yeah. Now, that's some, that was some job they did. And they made the difference. The difference in, you know, beating Jacksonville and beating Cincinnati um, was the play of those rookie defensive backs. They all stepped up. They all made plays, key plays. But, you know, the, the thing 
I remember Pete Carroll telling me a long time ago, like, you can't be afraid to play these young guys. And they might make mistakes early. They might get you beat early. Right. But if they're the right guys, they're going to help you win later on, uh, later on in the season. And, you know, that's what we saw from Cam Curl his rookie year. He was a dog, straight dog. That was what we saw from Derek Forrest last year. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got two really good safeties. I think you need a third safety, and you better be four deep at corner. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, especially in this NFC, this NFC East, man. The Philadelphia Eagles boasted A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Dallas has got C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks, and both of those teams, as dynamic as they are in the passing game, they can do it in the running game as well. Baldy, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here, man. You got to see Sam Howell. Week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys. Knowing what Washington has done this offseason, where do you think they fall in the hierarchy of the NFC? And with the conference kind of being on the down, do you think they sneak into the postseason in 2023? I want to see if this quarterback competition, if it is a competition. Right. I don't know that it is. I haven't talked to Eric. I haven't talked to, to Ron. Um, because I thought Jacoby Brissett played very well last year. He did. In Cleveland, in difficult circumstances. I thought he played with poise. I thought he made a lot of plays. Um, the defense fell apart on it, but I thought he played well. If Sam Howell beats him out because he's better, then I think that bodes well for Washington. Because I, I know they've got playmakers. I know that they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, you know, and they should be able to play good defense. And look, if you're keeping the score at under 20, right. you should be in a lot of games. You know, and I'm not just anointing the Eagles as a division champ. You beat the Cowboys last year. You made like hell of Dak Prescott, you know, late in the season. You beat Philadelphia like, last no year. Yes. And you, and you, you know, you, you can, you're toe to toe with the Giants who want a playoff game. So I, I, if Sam Howell can elevate, and that's, maybe that's a strong word for a kid that's going to make a second right. start. <laughs> I don't get what you're saying, can, though. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you get all the guys around him and play aggressive, but yet not make many mistakes, I don't see why Washington can't be, you know, in this race into December this year. Baldy, what do you think of this comparison on the way out, man? I think Sam Howell and the 2023 Commanders offense can be similar to what we saw with Alex Smith during his days with the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Protecting okay. the football, right. running I mean, the football, you, and pushing. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, look, Alex was an, a very experienced quarterback. Right and a guy that had been to the postseason in Kansas City and went through struggles in San Francisco. I mean, I think everybody deserves a chance to struggle and come out of it. I mean, he went through that in San Francisco right. and then got with a good staff in Kansas City and, you know, had some, some really good years. So, I mean, look, if, if you can make that comparison next year at this time <laughs> after a full season, that's great. Uh, I don't know that any of us know that right now. Right. Um, you know, and I don't care what he did at North Carolina and you know what he looks like in minicamp. I mean, I don't care. Like, you know, let's see him in the fourth quarter of these games. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see what he can do. Straight up. Hey, look, Baldy, I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. We'll do it again soon. Let's do it. Thanks. You bet. Anytime. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure you follow the Inside the Huddle podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy and Jason Lock and Fora do a hell of a job along with Carl Dukes, man. They are some of the best in the game, man. And you could tell right there by the energy that Brian Baldinger came with. Do we have a fan within the Odyssey NFL insiders of the Washington Commanders? I don't know. It seems like Baldy pretty bullish on the Washington Commanders.